Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to another episode of the penny bloom podcast this is the west world watch number 403 titled Anne full that's season four episode three and this i believe is episode 230 uh eight 237 of this here penny bloom podcast so i'm very happy to have you here we're doing Westworld, the Westworld Watch. You know what it is. I'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. Sorry for the uh, rambling of an introduction. I woke and boke, and thus. Uh, so this should be fun. Uh, I, also, I also watched the Westworld episode in a state of inebriation. Mm. And it was quite the interesting one to do that with. Yes. Much more intense, I would say. Oh, um. oh, it was, it was. Mm. I, uh, I was watching it with Emily. She finally caught up last week and and for for this season, and uh, she was like, "Oh fuck, this is genuinely like horror type type beat here." And I was like, yeah. a little bit more so than I would have thought. But yeah, my heart got racing there a couple of times. I'm not gonna, like, um, like the whole blocks putting them in order grabbing the gun mm. seeing the people do it oh shoot his daughter's there yeah oh shoot she's going through the steps oh wait it's not his, you know i mean i know i'm going to the very you know the end here no but like that's the but like there. my heart was like uh mave i know you're gonna unlock the door i know, I know the are. kid like, you on. know like i know you are just I do it already because like, even like, if it wasn't his daughter him having <laughs> to like watch that happen to a uh, person who looks like his daughter has got to be fucking uh-uh. horrifying yep uh-uh and nope. we and uh man i'm ready to do this scene by scene breakdown because that shit mm-hmm. hit hard and let me tell you 55 minute episode Ooh. that shit breezed by like i got to the end and was like i swear i've been watching this for 30 minutes like that was kind of what i thought as well yeah the episode was over because like at the end i'm like okay this warrants an end of an episode what's Mm. happening kind of i'm like okay this could be the end but i'm like damn was this week week 35 minutes oh interesting this was very fast but no yeah same length it was just the pacing of it man they kept you engaged and like like, it just reminded me of how good not only this show can be but what hbo television can be in comparison to some of the other things we watch and Mm. discuss on this podcast i don't think we've had an episode of tv we've covered that has brought out these exact feelings Mm. um this one this one had me on the edge more so than most uh and, you know, maybe Kenobi kind of kind of got there just because of a different connection to the characters. Mm. But like, uh, 
This yeah, is like pure what? just storytelling has got me on the fucking edge right here. Mm. I'm dealing with a dude who we now know is a robot who's scary and freaky and foreboding without actually doing anything to be scary, freaky, or foreboding. He's just existing, and you're like, oh, no. Oh, scary. no. Yeah. I mean, they... they. I, it's been an interesting, like, seeing how many shows are picking up on this, like, horror category. Like, um, I mean, Stranger Things, it's always been a part of it, mm, but, like, yeah. they've enhanced it. Um... Um, even like Moon Knight, um, you know, there's a little more horror there. Where well, I guess it made sense in that show. Well, um, there, like even shit, WandaVision wasn't a horror yeah, show, but there but, were moments in that show where I remember yeah. watching the first episode and she, like that chick's, like, <laughs> stop, Dude, stop am, it. Like, like, am oh I just God. not? It, am I wrong in thinking? that, like, there's just been a horror wave? Or has this always been, like, how TV is? Like, I feel like Mandalorian, like, there's not really any horror. I don't know. You know, like, I felt like TV, like, two years ago was just, like, I don't know, normal TV. I feel like there's just this horror twist that is in, like, every show now. But I kind of dig it, though. Oh, like, no, I dig it, too. You like, know? I like, like I think, it. Uh, I think it's definitely a result of... Uh the streaming platform you know like it's just kind of mm. like we get so much shit pun- pumped at us that it's like we got to do something that keeps yeah. you in it and you know putting horror twists on things is always a good way to at least get the blood flowing and get people going wow that was a good episode that's um, true it'll get people to talk that's for sure yeah this one certainly had horror to- horror tones but i i like, it wasn't straight-up horror, which was interesting, no, too. No, yeah, no. like, it was, like, a sci-fi horror that was, like, when her, like, spoilers, obviously, throughout this, we're going to do a scene-by-scene <laughs> breakdown, but when his daughter's face opened up, I was like, oh, oh, man, and all the flies came pumping out, they went into him, like, oh, nope. no, what's going on nope. with her boy Caleb now? Nope. Uh-uh. Ah, uh, like... And that's the thing. A fly? It doesn't seem that scary. But that many of them? The swarm. Oh, no. I've never... It's like a new fear. Yeah. It's a new fear that I've never thought about. Um, yeah, just unlocked a completely new fear. Like, fear of fly swarm. Uh, brain-eating fly swarm. Some... parasite fly swarm. Do you think they get in there and they, like... Venom fly swarms. Is that what the black say, like, goo? Do you think they get know? in there like melt into that black goo? Like what the what the hell's going on there? Like how does it? Ooh. Okay. Oh well. Yeah. Wait a minute. Is it like a nanotechnology a sort of? Sort That's of a fair thing? point because they were infecting the flies with the black goo, but in the head of that wife of the senator was the black goo. Yeah. Like, it was coming maybe, out of her. Maybe it's, like, initially when the flies go in, it's just the first initial phase to, like, take over. And then they literally walk them to get black goo in their heads so the flies can stay alive in there. Or something, I don't know. Um, shoot. I mean, now we're dealing with a freaking... Parasite? I mean, I guess we were kind of right. I think we predicted that, like, I don't know if we necessarily wrote it down in our predictions, but I think, like, 
we I forgot who said it, but it was like the flies are the control unit for the yeah, humans. Yeah. Um, that like that's what will fly into you and, and control them. And I, I guess that I mean that that makes sense. Yeah, it's just a matter of how it's actually Here. happening. That like is more intriguing to me. And they had the work like worms to. Is that just food for the flies? Or like, what were the ho- you know the the hosts carrying that the, just the drone hosts? They were carrying some worms, and the, the black goo was dripping on top of it's just dripping into where the flies are, and then it the fuck. I mean, I mean, what a way to do it. Um, this is a. I don't know. I, I feel like the robot takeover would go differently than black goo flies and maggots one one would certainly expect so uh yeah so that like i was like interesting methodology there charlotte dolores uh but hey uh you you do what you do and uh we're we're, we're gonna see how it goes uh i i'm impressed with the fact that this is the third episode of the season yeah uh this felt this felt like a episode six seven and an eight in an eight episode series, that's what this felt like. And uh, the fact that it's episode three might be the single most encouraging thing about this season yet. Uh, We're getting moving. Yeah. This shit is intense straight off the fucking bat. In eight episodes? Ah. What like a a nice just relief that is to not be like, oh, now we're only getting... Yeah, I don't know. We're not halfway through until next week. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Six is great and all, but... Ah, oh, man, those extra two were going to feel like such a a delight. Such a delight. Such a delight indeed. But shall we jump into Season 4, Episode 3 of Westworld, Anne Full, uh, directed by mm. Hanel Culpepper and written by Kevin Lau and Susan Rubel. Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. So we open on Bernard. First time we're seeing our boy all season. Love me some Bernard. And let me tell you, stepping into quite the familiar role. He's a uh, god. He yeah. is a god here. Stepping into quite a familiar role. He knows what's about to happen right as it's happening. He's like, okay, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. On some on some watcher type shit, but You'll uh, settle for the tuna. Yeah, you'll like, settle uh. for the tuna. He's like, Well, fuck that. I'm gonna go ahead and get this. Uh, we're out of that. Okay. But uh so he's in the sublime. Mm. He's in he's in the valley beyond, as I've uh, as I've come to know it, as we have come to know it over the course of the seasons here. Uh, but he's making his way through a, a few realities. You know, we see him uh, wake up to Charlie, follow Charlie through a door where he sees a tree burn. Scenery changes again. He's in the city at the end of season three, it looks like. He sees a white horse that leads him again through, and he ends up at the tower. Now, I, I said now, last week, <laughs> I said last week, when we saw it, we would know it. I uh, think this is it. I yeah. think this is it. I think this I is think, the tower. Uh, it looks the, yeah. a lot like all those drawings. It looks I, like the streetlights. Prediction. Um, this is the tower. This is the uh, tower. Yes. But what does that mean? For the, for Christina and and uh, everyone in in that in that simulation, that's uh, it's the tower. Do you hear its song? Are they in the sublime? You know, a detail I forgot about 
is that before Dolores died, she fucking shot the Sublime into space. Do you remember that? Well, I think that was at the like end all of the consciousnesses, two. right? Didn't she just shoot them into space? Did they end up getting that back? That's no? the thing is that like we d- we don't see them get it back, but at the end <laughs> of season two, she definitely launches them out into distant space. Like she just blasted them out. What if like this just isn't even on Earth anymore? Oh, we're going alien. You know, like. Where did she blast them to? Okay, okay. What is it a civilization? Is it just a satellite that was going out into space? She was so confident that a human could never find it. She she trusted, like, somehow, that no matter what happens, if I die and I never come back, these coordinates are safe for the Valley Beyond. If I do come back, I will know where they are, so I can retrieve the valley beyond, I'd assume, you know. It's a place, I don't know. You know what she trusted? Love, Tars. Love. It's in Tars. It's in Tars. (laughs) It it hit the wormhole. She sent it through the wormhole. Yeah, right by Saturn. Boop. This is the Nolanverse, you know, Jonathan Nolan helping write Interstellar and Westworld, so... But, like, on a real note, like, where, is that detail important, or was it just a a piece of the story that they were like, alright, boop! I took it as a moment of, like, uh, a closing of that chapter, which they're clearly not sticking to now. Uh, Mm. Like, it's, I at the time, I took it as, the Valley Beyond is safe. You know, Mm. like, it is, it is gone, way, way far and away. But with the reintroduction of Teddy, uh, with uh, what we see is Bernard accessing the Valley Beyond, and I know he's a robot, so he's got some sort of special connection to it. I don't think it matters where it's at for him to be able to access it. Um, oh, but- duh. Oh, duh, Dallas would be wanting like humans to access the Valley Beyond. Mm, They'd yeah. use it as their biggest marketing fucking thing ever they'd be like oh you want to live forever in the after the actual after proven afterlife yeah here you you go you can go to whatever world you want oh i didn't even put that together until i for some reason i was always thinking of the valley beyond as just like this place for only hosts you know no humans can go up in there it was originally like conceived of by delos as that for humans like once they transferred their consciousness after mapping all their data they could sell this to them and go live live out the rest of your days in a perfect world um one year is a millennium and that dude bernard has been in there for seven years we think I guess we don't know if it's uh, the same time period, same time, same time jump. Let's say he's been in there for a couple millennia. A I think few millennia. I think that's fair. Oh yeah, for like, sure. It, definitely like three. Oh yeah, at, at minimum three millennia. Um, Is, but, did, did he just did he literally Doctor Strange it out? Like, did I call? Yeah. Did I like? 
inverse Doctor Strange looking into the future. You were yeah. on to something, but you, you just hadn't had the pieces yet. Uh, and that's the thing, is that Christina, she exists in a realm that at least pertains to the tower. Oh, shoot. I thought Christina was the inverse Doctor Strange, but it's really Bernard yeah. who is just not the inverse. He is the Doctor Strange. He, Doctor Strange. he knows where they win, but he has to make the sacrifice. I'm still cons- what does this mean for Christina's reality? What the fuck is going oh, on here? God. We still have no clue. Is we it- got no development this week. Beyond potentially, you know, we saw the tower, we and we saw Ake there, who for some reason is like the the fucking greeter when it comes to robot heaven. <laughs> he's like uh he's like, "What's up, Bernard? We got things to discuss." Um, and he's, huh. he, he explains to him, you know, millennia here, set is a year in the real world, uh, you know, and the the whole interaction here. I missed Ake. I, lo- I love me some Ake, and that whole episode in season two dedicated to uh, the Ghost Nation side of the story and stuff mm. is so fucking good. Like the "Take my heart with you when you go" sort of shit. Like that shit hits. But uh. I, I was happy to see Ake again, and especially him sitting across from Bernard. Uh, and he tells him, you know, he's got a, he's got a choice. You know, Bernard tells him the world outside is in trouble and needs their help. And Ake's like, mm, I'm good, kind of happy here. This is kind of my bag now. I've been here for a while. Um, <laughs> and <laughs> I think he's he's cool with where he is. By I, th- now. I think so too. And uh, he's like, all right, but I, I will say, you can either. Help save the world uh, before it's beyond all hope of survival, or you can stay here, never go back. Everything will be fine. Mm. And uh, he, he decides he's going to explore the paths. Immediately cuts to him waking up. You yeah, know? he was like, "Nah, I'm I'm coming back with full future knowledge of every timeline." He literally was the Watcher. I mean, the like, jump this up. character has seen from the end of season three to now where we are in the timeline, this man has lived thousands upon thousands of years. He and immediately, through a joke that Stubbs made, cut out half of the timelines. He's mm-hmm. like, all right, I've narrowed it down to half. I mean, yeah, still, on, that's that's a lot. What you say when you that's wake still up. A, yeah, that's still a whole lot of timelines here. Um, but wow. Yeah, this, I don't, I don't know, but I'm fucking ready. You know, and Ake asks him if he sees where all this is going, if he sees how it ends. And Bernard says, yes, in every scenario, I die. Okay. Interesting. Bernard really is just a massively important being in this whole game, huh? And, uh, Ake replies, not every scenario. You could choose not to return to their world. You can stay here. Which will it be? And, you know, we watch as Bernard wakes up, covered in dust. And, uh... <laughs> Stubbs greets him. He's like, hey, man. Been, uh, been looking out for you for a while now. Uh, I was resigned to my days. I was just gonna sit here for as long as it took for you to wake up. Because that is my programming now. I protect you at all costs. Um, and he's just fine. 
I mean, it's his core directive. He kn- he can't do anything about it. Oh no! It, you know? I mean, at the end of season oh. three, this man has a fucking massive wound, and is sitting oh, you're in the right. bathtub. Yeah, like ready to die, and he's just fine. So like, it either implies they were just like, "Fuck it," he figured out how to heal himself, or someone came along and helped at some point. Hmm. Which I don't think it's that. I think it is just that they're like, "Forget about it. It'll be he's fine now. He healed." Uh. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Of course we don't have a, a pinpoint of, like, the time. Yeah, like, you know, right like, here. this could of be course. this could be a couple years before the Maeve and, uh, uh, Maeve and Caleb shit that we're seeing also in this episode. They don't tell us, you know, it's also been seven years. You know, Stubb's really ambiguous. He says it's been years. He doesn't specify. And it's like, motherfucker, motherfucker. Um, but, uh, you know. Mm. He's able to he's able to finish stub sentences. And he's like, "All right, cool. So uh, that's half of them gone. I know which ones I'm in." Uh, he's like, "Be sure when we go outside, get the shovel. We'll we're gonna we're gonna need to test a few things." And he's like, "What shovel?" He's like, uh, it's, "Fuck it." Uh, and Stubbs walks on outside, sees the shovel, and is like, "Motherfucker, this guy is on some other shit now, huh?" Uh, I'm about to feel real dumb. Um. And uh, they stop here at uh, at the Road Ends Diner. And Bernard explains that he's trying to discern which here is here. He's like, uh, is this now? Um, just all sorts of uh, all sorts of semi parallels. But now he's got too many options as to what reality is the reality he's following instead of uh, just being like, uh, well, I don't know, I'm confused. He's like, no, I know all the possibilities, and I'm trying to figure out which one this is. There's no confusion about it beyond, I'm just I'm just trying to math, you know? You know, and isn't this exactly what Rehoboam did? Because he's coming back. Or it's coming back. I don't know if you saw the little uh, trailer for the next episode. I don't know I if that... I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Oh, ha, ha, ha. Well, there's a little, little couple frames in there of the whole building collapsing and Rehoboam falling with it mm. and making big boom. Um, and... I don't know. It's just, uh, like, this is all just seeming like Rehoboam made a prediction that, like, all of humanity would, so, like, something was happening in 20-something years, or I don't know, mm-hmm. six, something like that. Like, event, yes, but... like, already made this prediction. And then, like, you see... Um, Bernard enters the Valley Beyond, and he's like, yeah, I, I'll, you know... They are destined to die. Um, you will have to save them. It is your choice. What are you going to do? Like, they just know that, like, if they don't do anything, humanity will fall. Like, mm. it's, you know, they, they take it as, like, fact. You know? It, like, it's not it, whether Bernard will die like it, they they speak of humanity dying like it will happen no matter what. Yeah. It is Bernard that has to step in 
to alter something to change it. I see. Meaning this Dolores takeover is just, he's seen it every possible way, I guess. And I'd assume he saw, he wouldn't have woken up unless he saw a scenario in which they won. Yeah, that would be the guess. But, so like, what is he doing right now? Does he just need to know what timeline he's in to know how to alter it to win? Or like, if he finds out he's in a timeline that's just losing, is can there anything he, he can, can do he about it? it? You know, yeah. yeah. Is there anything he can do? Or maybe like he's that? just got to manipulate events that are supposed to unfold until he notices something is off, and then has to correct something somewhere else. Like I, I don't know. Like this man was gone for millennia. If he was gone for thousands and thousands of years and all that really matters is what plays out over the next 20, do you know how much he could have seen? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay, I made a prediction that the key to it all, this girl that has, you know, come into this episode was Maeve's daughter. Mm. What if this is Caleb's daughter? This oh, is past. This is we're we're way into the heat. Bernard has been asleep for longer than seven years. Oh, you're on. This is Caleb's daughter. She's pissed off at hosts for what they did to her father, Mm -hmm. um, to her mother, to like you know, like that's the first like traumatic experience she had was a host took over the person that was supposed to take him to a safe house. Boom, 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 boom. and so she goes down this whole path. Yeah. She's like, how long have you been with the cause? She wants to take hosts out at any costs. Um, Yo, the yeah, and like that's that's an important thing, and that like this. I yeah, we like thought that. we thought it that's could be it. less than seven years. It's no. way more. Mm. It's way more. Mm. Okay, I'm mm. in. I really like that. That's uh, I have little to no doubts. That's what it is now. Um, Ooh, nice, nice. I'm there for, uh, but, uh, Ooh. At, nevertheless, at the diner here, uh, he, he's seeing if he can trigger a certain series of events. So he is trying to see what chain of events he himself can trigger into happening, not just which series of events will unfold. Like, depending on what I do here the series events can change. So, like, it is kind of like the butterfly effect. Whatever he does ripples out in infinite ways. So, like, I guess that he's just determining what's the best course of action at any given moment for himself. And, uh... So he says, if I had ordered a BLT right now, we'd be fucked. Mm. And, uh, and Bernard's like, alright, guy, fuck off, but, uh... It's not exactly how it works. Yeah. You know, I've been studying for possibly more than seven millennia now. Yeah, fuck. Dude. Wait, okay, so she... It's been seven years, and the daughter is... How old do you... How old? Seven and a half or eight. Okay, oh, true, because she had to have been... Okay, duh. Fucking duh. Okay, so she's seven or eight years old. She looks to be about... 20. 20. Right, we'll say on on the conservative side, 20. Okay, so it's been 12 more years, at least. 
Yeah, so could Bernard's timeline be 20 years after the events of Season 3? Oh, shit. We're either 20 years after, we're either lined up, or we're less than 7 years. I don't think we're less than, because I you cleared up something with that theory for me that I hadn't had, which was this cause. Um... If there was a rebellion, don't you You with think... the cause? I'm part of the cause. I got right. four fucking coasters I could take around and show people. Yes, I'm part of the cause. I don't know if I'm about it, though. I don't really know what they're all about yet. So I don't know if, if I am with right. the cause. No, I, I, think I think it's just I killing hosts. I think that we probably, like, in the spirit of humanity, probably. Mm. Uh, I'm more of a coexist kind of guy. If I were yeah, in this right. world. Can't, uh, can't we come together right now over me? Um... See, I uh, I was curious because it feels like if there was a cause to join, Maeve and Caleb would probably be a part of it already. Uh, so it makes sense that it exists after potentially. Oh, shit, uh, that's kind of nuts, dude. I didn't see, and that's the thing about this show is I, I like I have to take every possibility into a, into account. You know, every, every way my mind goes, like it could, you know, we think we make a lot of sense right now in saying that it's Caleb's daughter and this is whatever could be totally different. Oh, absolutely. And I fully anticipate it to be, you know, like that's the thing is that like, (laughs) I'll run with the theories here because what else am I going to do? I I don't know. I like, I like this one. That's a good theory though, because they are purposefully ambiguous and don't give us her name, uh, purposely purposefully ambiguous in the amount of time it has been. It's been years he's been watching over him. It's not like it's years can mean 20, years can mean 3. Mm. You know, like, it's it's very ambiguous on all counts when it comes to the Bernard uh, Bernard side of this story today. So, uh, man, I fuck with that. Shit. And, and so we get a little bit of information about the Valley Beyond um here and that it's not everyone's not living together everyone is in their own world however they want it to be um which is which is cool um you know just i don't know if that like changes anything or how i think about the valley beyond or anything specifically um but if if this is true then is bernard creating so he created all of this for himself whenever he entered the Valley Beyond, whenever he left his house, I don't know. Like he walked through his the door and then he saw the valley that everyone else saw, you know. Mm. So like he's there. So like is he creating this world? And did he create – what's the, the guy's name that talk, spoke with them? Ake. Did he create Ake? You know, or is Ake – truly like kind of like god in the valley beyond where he or you know or like the 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 greeter of the gate you know he's yeah. the, he's the guy at the gate that's like all right i'll give you the rundown i uh, took what it you need. i took him as like an actual sort of this is he's reached his higher purpose and this is what it was was to help newcomers find their place because he, he greets Bernard and says, uh, you're still running in a loop. He's remembering things. He's mm-hmm. not like creating his own reality. He's creating realities that he's seen, that he's watched unfold 
uh, whenever he walks into the valley and then walks through all those different scenarios. It's kind of like a, he has a control over his environment that he doesn't realize is there yet is kind of how I anticipated it mm. or in, interpreted it, not to anticipated it. Because uh, it seemed that he was in his own hell for a while, um, mm. that it wasn't very peaceful at all. Like, I mean, he had his kid run away from him. And he's yeah. like, no, come back. You know, that was the first kind of, like, little, oh, and then a tree just catching on fire. Cool. And then all dead people all around him. He's back in Westworld. Um, and then, then he I think it was up. just kind of a sign that he's been through. Yeah. Been through some shit. And uh, it's it's only now that he can, you know, move forward hmm. after coming face-to-face with it is It is interesting how they they speak about like the end of civilization or something as if it is just known. They just know. I don't know. In like, he, like, do you see it? And Bernard like takes no time at all. And he's like, yeah, I see it. Like, yeah. And I, I know I die at the end of all of these, like yeah. already that fast, like in that split second, he already saw all those timelines. So if he's there for millennia, how like, is he really like, he's really looking at a whole lot, you know, yeah. like, I don't think he has to experience them in real time. No. Like. Yeah, it's pretty nuts. The, what's going on with Bernard shit over there. Like that's, I mean, you got to experience fucking everything to be able to predict what every single possible thing someone could say is and know which route you are leading them down. So many shows are getting into this multiversal arena, right? I guess you know, like in in some way, you know, it's it just seems that everything's going here, and there's just going to be a massive media multiversal break where any universe can, ex- you know, yeah, it, right. it, like why is everyone leading here? It, it's I think it's because like the concept is not so complicated anymore to explain it in movies you know coming out in the 80s or whatever like it's just not a thing that you could really put in a movie right from the age we have the technology to like explain it and make it seem real so like it's an idea that that can actually sit with people now and i think everyone's just trying to cash in on it they're like oh Oh, i think so too oh yeah well i think it's also like it's clearly like a big uh a big thing right now like uh, with Marvel being kind of like the catalyst for what's popular at the time, uh, mm. multiversal stories are going to be popular right now because everyone's like, "Oh, what do you want to see in the multiverse? It's infinite possibilities." I guess it is a storyteller's wet dream. Yeah, it's like, "Oh, I can literally do whatever I want." Okay. Then no better example of that than everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm. Potentially the best multiversal story in. I was just about Never. to ask. I was like, "What? What is your favorite multiversal story so far?" And I'm like, "Ah, oh, that's a dumb question." Oh no, yeah, that's no. that's like that <laughs> might be my favorite movie of all time. Like, yeah. it's, it's, it's it's insane. But uh, uh, nevertheless, while he's sitting here with uh, with Stubbs, Bernard sketches the maze on a little napkin, and he, uh, yeah. he observes two men at the counter as they leave the diner, and he follows them out to the parking lot, uh, where he perfectly follows in line with what one of them says finishes their sentence as they do and it's like oh 
he knows what's going on, and he beats the living fuck out of them, grabs the chain off the truck, uh, just whoops their ass, stuffs them into the trunk of the car. Don't uh, go for it. It won't. You won't get it in time. You know, yeah. just telling him as he's beating them up. Like, come, damn, Bernard. Don't even come reach on. for it. You won't pull it out in time. Mm. God, I love badass Bernard. I, I love badass Bernard. That's my favorite shit. And the fact that now... It's not just like in season three, he had to separate himself. You know, like there was a half of him that was like, he was like, please remember who you are. And then he clicked the button and he'd, be, he'd go into like analyzation mode and start whooping ass. Uh, now he's just like, I know what I must do. He's Neo. Yeah, he is. He's he's downloaded every dude. You think he just looked at future possibility? No, he's been training. He been has training. been trained. He's been trained in everything. Everything. He's seen everything. He knows everything. Dude. Dude's OP. I don't know. Um, okay, what... What are the possibilities on Christina being Dolores and having brought Rehoboam with her when she entered the Valley Beyond at death? And that kind of being what we're seeing Bernard interact with in Ake. Like, what if Ake is the personification of Rehoboam in the Valley? Okay. I guess, like, the Valley Beyond, it is in its nature just a computer. Mm -hmm. It's just stored. Like, on a computer. It is, you know, that... The host, it's, it's digital, yeah. They need something to store it. So wherever Dolores sent it, I don't even want to think about it anymore. Where she sent it. Whatever. It's back on Earth. It would make sense to need a, or to want a supercomputer. The best computer you got on the planet. The best computer you got on the planet at the time, Rehoboam. Dang, they thought, oh shit, it's gone. Fuck. That would have been really nice. You know, because we could have had a Valley Beyond that's, like, super upgraded. We all could have had our own world. CPU would not even been cutting a sweat, you know. But then they're like, oh, wait a minute. This Dolores here seems to have leftover Rehoboam DNA. We need a physical thing to keep the Valley Beyond in. You know, like, that physical computer has to be there in the real world in order for the Valley Beyond to exist. There needs to be something actual, real thing there. And who's to say that real thing just isn't Dolores' body? Like, that hosts... It's just that Dolores, and right. she is... it. This is... But then how are people there that are saying... How are... You know, like, it's your first time here, I can't believe it. Yeah, yeah. What? You know, is that just to wake her up, or are those real people? Like, are if they she like, is are they the like, computer. Were they, like, examples of remnant uh, rem, uh, memories that she's coding in where she remembers, recalls people being saying shit like that in Westworld? Like, I don't know, man. Now, like, that's the thing is that if Rehobo I don't know if Rehoboam has anything to do with... Uh, Christina's reality, but now I'm fairly certain Christina's reality has something to do with what Bernard did because he saw the tower, walked into the tower, and was there, and the tower is being mentioned in Christina's storyline. So, like, uh, 
there's clearly a connection there. And the only way I can think Dolores is any chance at being alive is because she's connected to Rehoboam. But what is this? What's <laughs> what role do they all play in that side of the story? I have no idea what's going on. I have all. Was Rehoboam exploded? It was a race. Yeah, Caleb, but but oh. it was still like there, like still in its like in the building. The building was maybe messed up a little bit, but like Rehoboam mm-hmm. itself and everything, it was all good, yeah. right? Fairly certain, yeah. Okay, it didn't blow up, basically, yeah. is what I'm trying to say. Okay, yeah, in this trailer for the next episode, it's for, like, three frames. Very, very short. And it just shows Rehoboam, the ball, just dropping in the building. Just just everything is being destroyed. Um, which, Why? need to do that um i if it's if it's erased and it's not doing anything why blow it up you know there is something is going on there um do we know so the so the tower just like isn't it's not physical but it's like emitting a noise that controls everybody. That's the thing. Is that like the flies can they're in there, whatever, but they need this whoom 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 whatever to control everybody. And that's the song that people can't hear. Maeve was like, Oh, you can't hear that. Perhaps it's at a frequency you can't hear. Whatever. I think that's the the song they're talking about. So you think that song is coming from the tower somehow? Yeah, because that's what the crazy guy's saying. You know, he's like, you, it's, you can't hear it. You know, there's a song emitting no, from yeah, the tower. No, yeah, I get that. Like, but you, uh, like, uh, so that would mean that the tower exists in reality as well. Like in Maeve and Caleb's real world. See, that's that's where I'm lost a little bit. Is that like... It seems that it has to. If it's if it's emitting unless the sound is just like a metaphor for the control. You know, it's not actually emitting a sound in the physical world because like I don't know. Would you would you have to have multiple towers around the world or does one just cover the whole earth? I don't like I you know, like what's right, the radius? Right. Of this yeah, my sound. my thing is that I think it's probably a similar thing to uh, the way Bernard was seeing Ford in seasons uh, seasons two season two, I think, and like uh, the way they could see the Valley Gate. It's just something the robots can hear that humanity can't. I don't think it exists in their reality. I think it exists mm. uh, in the cloud, if you will, like sort of just like a. So maybe Rehoboam has been repurposed, you know? Like, maybe it has been repurposed to contain that sort of thing. Mm. I mean, as a host, computers, I mean, like, the more computing power you have, you know, the stronger you can be. The Mm. faster you can count, you know? And, like, at the time, there's no other computer that even stands close to Rehoboam. And, like, it would make 
a lot of sense for them to want it on their side. True. And, yeah, I'm watching the the trailer again, and, yeah, Rehoboam just fucking takes a dive, dude. It just, I do it think goes. maybe we're about to get some exploration of Caleb and Maeve's time that we don't see, um, and they have something to do with the destruction of Rehoboam. Uh, maybe there's something there, uh, but until then, I don't really know where to go with it uh, in relevance to Rehoboam. Uh, where was Rehoboam at in the world? Do we know? Like where? Like he had? Like they had it? I think it was in uh, wherever. Was it Paris? Wherever Insight was, yeah. No, Paris is destroyed in their world. Uh, destroyed by a nuclear mm. event of some sort. <laughs> Damn, not Paris. Um, it was it was I was either someplace in Europe or New York, and I can't remember which it is. But uh, okay, because it's wherever Insight was based, and I want to say that's New York, but uh, I, I'm not. I can't be for sure. Um, Do we know? No, because Menard, the only time we've seen the tower is in the Valley Beyond. We don't know where it is in the physical world, if it even yeah. exists in the physical world. I don't think it exists in the physical world. Ah, damn. Ah, damn. Ah, damn indeed. But, uh, Stubbs, <laughs> Stubbs then joins Bernard outside, just as a militarized SUV pulls on up and, uh, driven by uh, some woman who we are now convinced is Caleb's daughter uh, mm. played by Aurora Perrineau who Bernard says she is the key and he shows her the drawing he made of the maze which prompts her to ask how long has he been with the cause and I was like oh fuck yeah love rebellion sort of sells this is so hype I love revolutionary type beat and this has it written all over it mm. uh, he says seems like lifetimes and that means he's in so many realities. He's joined this cause, watched how it plays out for him, done it in a whole other reality, done it in a whole other reality, just to see how many times it could go perfect. Oh, so he, it, and it, it's legit. He has been a part of this cause for lifetimes. And this is a cause he does not want to belong to. Like, if they find out he's a host... He's fucked. So, like... He is that confident. He's he's just using them, you know. He's like, so it's either their interests align somehow, you know. If unless he's like, I I imagine there's going to be a moment where they do find out that he's a host. But he's like, yo, actually, my core programming is to love humans and like you know, like protect you guys. Mm -hmm. Like this guy's to protect me. I am to protect you. And the common threat from me and you is Dolores. And we that that is who you need to kill. You can't kill her without me. Basically, he you know, I, maybe. See the thing for me is that for there to be a need for a cause, I don't take this as oh, oh we're shit. we're a we're a select few who, who have seen what's coming. No, it's happened. There are a few left. Yeah, no. it is the cause. So Bernard Oh, the world's been taken over. The world's been done. You were right about Bernard being in the reality where shit's done. Uh, I think I think where okay. Bernard is in the timeline okay. 
this uh, makes sense. Yes. Humans are done for, and the cause is humanity trying to survive. Uh, and that's that's just it, you know. And, just playing uh, devil's advocate. Oh yeah, and like I don't want to talk this, about it. Like I know, obviously, we don't know, but that's my theory. There, so there is still a seven-year gap that we don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. And the last time we saw of it, the world was going into chaos. Like there was just yes, yeah, stuff was happening. So there could be a cause, you know, in the immediate reaction after that. In the seven-year gap, we don't know. True. I think it makes more sense, and like. Stubbs has been there for 20 years. I don't doubt it. (laughs) Dang. I guess he doesn't need anything. Yeah, he doesn't need to eat. He doesn't need to refuel or anything. Like, it's just, he just exists, you know? Like, it's a... I don't know, man. I think... There isn't a need for a cause unless something big has already happened. I mean, like, how long have you been with... Ah. But they came from a diner where there were just normal people working. True. So, like, it's not like all of humanity left is just, like, done for. They still thought... They thought they were meeting with humans who were actually robots. So it might not be that far down the road. It might be in line with the seven years uh, where they've selected the 250 that are hosts now. And Immediately in those seven years, do you think there's already, like, just these hosts walking around like this? Oh, you know, there like, have been 250. But you think that these two? Like, they probably, they probably in the seven some... years, they're going for people who are high level of importance, you think, you know? Like you're getting that you're getting important people first. I don't think these 249 people are just random people on the street. I don't think all of them are. I don't think there's any reason for some of them not to be though. Like even if you got like fucking 20 normal people, that's still 230. No, like I guess their mission people. was tr- to try to find these people. Yeah, that Bernard is with exactly. So they can pick out like they're as, just henchmen with Carver okay, true, as true. seen with Carver later on in the episode they are not opposed to picking out specific people they need to replace in an effort to get what they need done done true um true. so like it could it could just be the same the same fucking timeline you know like but uh i don't know the fact that there's a the cause to me implies shit is much more dire than what Caleb and Maeve are experiencing with the park opening and stuff like a whole revolutionary cause. I don't know. I don't take that to be happening amidst this, the same seven year period. I don't know, but uh, maybe it's just a little bit further beyond that. Uh, nevertheless, uh, she tells them to get in the car and she's suspicious of them, pulls on, pulls the guns on her, pulls the guns on them. And he's like, understandable. I get it. I get it. Uh, here, here you go. Here's a bag. Uh, she finds the de- decapitated head of a host inside, and uh, he explains, you know, he's one of them, uh, ready to ready to infiltrate your group. And Bernard explains uh, the meat was a setup, an attempt to infiltrate, and he can help her organization if she takes him to the, quote, condemned lands. I don't take there to be condemned lands in the, in the time that... Uh, Maeve and Caleb are in. I like condemned. Oh shit! They made a hell. 
Maybe they did. Did they? Who? Out of the hosts, who are you going to send to the condemned lands? I mean, like, if... I guess if there's still a need for the revolution, would Dolores be there? Or is she still kicking and going? It no seems idea. that she's still kicking and going because she's sending henchmen to try to find these people and snuff out any revolution that there is. So I'd say Dolores is still in power at this time, actually. Yeah, Charlotte, Charlotte Dolores. Okay, for sure. so the condemned lands is anyone who evil Dolores would want to... Any host that is so, like, Teddy and... Char and uh, Christine. Christina? Yeah, maybe. Okay. So you now you're in the camp that the Condemned Lands might be a confined space for those types of people in the real world? I, would there be any reasonings for a human to go there? That's my thing, is that I take it that the Condemned Lands would be for humans. Uh, you like, think it's, like, physical? Yeah, Like, Condemned yeah. Lands? He wouldn't have brought it up to her. It would have been an admittance that he's a robot. Oh, it duh. Oh, else. duh. Wait. Um, so it's just in the middle of nowhere, super protected by these lasers. So what... And hella people there, too... Like Could it guardian. be that these are the the last place where humans are kicking it? It's just in this general area near the condemned lands. Hmm. Yeah. So what is it? Just is that what they call their? Like I'm assuming they have some sort of civilization, whether it's underground or something over here why why do they bring condemned, a shovel what's the shovel implies, for yeah condemned implies vacant uh like mm. empty if this is 20 years in the future then is this the same land that william bought already maybe because bernard is there fair? bernard is there for a reason obviously Right. This right. dude is there for a reason. And there's a weapon. That's what he said. There yeah, is a weapon. weapon. EMP, maybe? Maybe it's like the last EMP on Earth. I don't know. Yeah, um, like, I have no idea, man. What's the shovel for? Don't forget the shovel. The you need. We need the shovel. It shows them. It shows them digging, in the trailer. The little. How many people are digging? I think it's just Bernard. Um. Well, he says the he says the weapon is buried out here. Is it literally just like surface level? Like it's it's not like in a bunker that's underground. It's just literally like buried in the sand somewhere. Well, you know what? If you you dig up a door to a bunker. Okay. You can, get, you can get down there. Okay, yeah. It shows... It shows... I'm just gonna call her fucking Caleb's daughter. 
what's her actual name? The character name? They did not give us a name. Not like even Caleb's oh, real Caleb's daughter. daughter, Frankie. Yeah, Frankie, thank you. So Frankie, it's Frankie and Bernard with the shovel in stabbed into the ground already like seemingly they've done the work and they're looking at something that we don't know mm. basically um and i mean i don't know you should watch this like last little recap cause I, i'm it, gonna I, i'm gonna shows, make sure i completely yeah, forgot about it last night it I shows like ahead. charlotte dolores and mm. caleb together and caleb's like yeah. what did you do to me like and he's freaking out and he's gotcha. like he's going yeah a wall um, and Hale says, like, uh, as it's showing, like, the flies and the people that have killed themselves, she's like, Caleb's like, what are you doing? And he's like, what? And then Dolores responds saying, like, it's what I'm going to do to your entire kind is what she says. Mm-hmm. So, like, we thought that, like, she was going to take over their minds and, and, like, use their bodies for something. But maybe it is just to take over and swift and everybody like you know like how how better of a way to end humanity than just have have everyone to do it themselves like you know um (laughs) which is which is rough twisted Um, man man all right but uh you know uh bernard says uh he knows that she and her group have been hiding searching for something and he can find it and uh, she agrees to take them, but she has to blindfold them first. And uh, after disabling some booby traps in the desert, those lasers you mentioned earlier, they're greeted by the rest of her uh, her crew, uh, led by uh, Daniel Wu. Uh, it's a, the actor, not the uh, not the character, Daniel mm. Wu. Uh, and Bernard tells them that he knows where to find the weapon in the sand that they are looking for out there. So, that's the intention here. They're going to dig up a weapon. Hmm. That's kind of that. That's kind of that. Yeah, there's another frame of Bernard actually physically digging. Uh, Frankie is standing right over him, looking at it, and there's a bunch of other crew people there with him as well. Um, and there's just it's just a random spot. It looks like nothing, hmm. nothing just, too spectacular just, about just it in the desert. Yeah, All right. And then it All shows right. Rehoboam crashing right after that. Maybe the weapon is Rehoboam buried. Ooh. That Wait, would definitely one back it up. Later. It's like the freaking Ultron story, dude. How do you defeat Ultron? You get another super bot to wake up and and infect mm. its brain and then take it out from the inside, like Dolores is trying to do from the humans. They're gonna do what she's doing. They're gonna freaking play the Uno reverse card on her. Uno reverse card. Duh. Oh, Duh. Shit. Of course. I'm putting that down. Uh, yep. Uno reverse card against Charlotte Dolores. But card. uh being played. Meanwhile, yes. over in uh, the Golden Age, uh, aka Temperance. It's another. It's another name for it. Uh, we're in. We're in Anne which is a French term that literally translates to crazy or silly years, used to describe the 1920s in France. Um, so on the full the golden age kind of a synonym here for for what's going on in, in the park here uh and our other couple couple Maeve, Maeve and Caleb are uh, walking through a series of 
loops from Westworld that are just really shoddy imitations of what Westworld was. You know, he bumps into the guy nearly, like, and they have the little standoff, and he's like, he's just there to draw you in, you know? We uh, got the guy calling for uh, the hunt of the Hector Escaton equal. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and just all that, all that's going back the over can, and over. The and, can rolling on the ground. Caleb man, about to pick it up. Don't pick that up, darling. Uh, but, man... This felt so fun, just because like I was like, "Oh, we're back in it, man! This feels like season one all over again." This is this is the type of shit that I've been waiting for. Is this a coincidence? Because <clears throat> at first I'm watching it and I'm like, "Oh, this is just cool fan service," you know, it's cool. They're just recycling the old story in a different era, cool. But like, this story is literally playing out how we saw it, and like. They have a Dolores in Westworld, the secret story that even some guests are in on, hmm. the the Westworld massacre. They're playing that. Isn't that fucking sick and twisted? Yeah. So they're playing that story to people. I think it's just Dolores' evil, twisted way of being like, I'm showing you exactly what happened, what I'm doing, as it's happening to all of you. You know, I think, like, it's like, you're just letting me do this. You know, like, right. it's the same story. You're letting this happen. You're letting history repeat itself. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's a little bit of a, just a fuck you. Like, uh, yeah, or it could just be, like, she didn't want to have to write all new stories, so she's just like, fuck it, copy-paste. There. Well, yeah, that too. I think it was, like, another example of, like, the laziness of throwing this park together and being like, uh, yeah, we have a purpose. It's not for you to have a brand new fucking experience. You know what you're getting here. Um, so, like, I don't know. I'm very, I'm very interested as to where that, where that's all heading. And uh, you know, throughout throughout all this, Maeve is telling uh, Caleb, you know, that they need to get to the underground hub. And Caleb's like, well, how do we do that? And she's like, well, we'll have to die. And Caleb's <laughs> like, uh, well, that's not exactly my bag here, honey. <laughs> Um, not quite the sort of thing that I do. And they come upon the Butterfly Club, our, uh, our uh, equivalent to the Mariposa. Mm. Uh, and Maeve is uh, not impressed with, uh, with the club or its versions of herself or Clementine. Uh, and Thindiway Newton is just... I love, I love Maeve. Mm. I love Maeve. And the, the actress there is just fucking incredible and... She overhears uh, Deborah, uh, who we briefly met on the train last episode, say she wants to fight or find an Easter egg, a hidden narrative she believes that exists within the part that is supposedly, quote, better than Pariah, which I don't know if you remember Pariah, but that's where uh, they found El Lazo and stuff in, uh, mm. in season one. Like, if you made it to Pariah, it was like, oh, God, it's a whole other level out here, <laughs> you know, like. Uh, mm. And. <clears throat> Why would people want to play this? Because they're fucking sick. Like, it's... Taking a mass murdering... Yeah, like... It... But, like... They're the people who died. Uh, no. No, they are not. 
Not to them. Oh, it was just the park employees that died. Well, no. Well, no, because people the rich, there died. No, yeah. But I don't, I don't think, but it's just, I think it wasn't these rich, I think you're giving these rich bastards a little yeah. too much credit. Oh, damn. Uh, I think That's sad. I think they're just rich assholes who are like, uh, didn't happen to me. Oh, damn. And it's also sort of a... Uh, like, I can know, experience like what, saying, what they did without the without the threat of actually dying. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was the greatest horror they could have possibly experienced. But now they get to turn it around on them and actually kill the robots, win the interaction instead of losing it. And uh, as far as they know, uh, fairly certain they, they will lose long-term in this... Ooh, in this uh, that is rough. Yeah, it is indeed. But... Uh, Maeve grabs a table and tells Caleb that they need to wait for history to repeat itself. You know, this it'll happen all over again. These robots will rise up. It'll be just fine. And uh, it's not long before the player piano begins a jazz version, a version of uh, Billy Eilish. Dude, wasn't it playing? It was playing "Bad Guy" by Billy Eilish at like first. Whenever like they first was it, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, it was. Well, it's just because I have uh, subtitles on. Um. And whenever it started, it said, like, bad guy. Piano version of bad guy by Billie Eilish starts. No shit. And I was listening to it, and I was, was like, like, yeah. I'll have to check that out again. No, yeah, it was, it was sick. Yeah, it was but sick. what I did notice is that it plays a jazz version of uh, Enter Sandman mm-hmm. by Metallica a mm-hmm. second later, indicating the arrival of uh, this reality's version of Hector. Uh Knowing exactly how it's going to play out was just oh so yeah cool. too, oh man watching it all happen again the, hor- the you know the, the horse car, is just the yep, the, 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 the car instead the and cop walking up like, like hey you I'm can't like be oh, here. well you're as dead soon bud as I'm sorry put the gun out the window and pointed <laughs> at the cop I looked at I looked at Emily and I went mayhem and then it started I was like fuck yes but we actually have Armistice here like the actual same robot playing playing the same role. And the whole gang, he he hands her the gun, tosses him the chain, and uh, they're replaying the events of the originals performed in Sweetwater. And Maeve declares Hector uh, still knows how to make an entrance, and Caleb Caleb sees that uh, you know, she's quite sad, and he, he asks, you know, did you mm. did you know him? And she says, Nah, he's just kind of a shitty imitation of a man she used to know. And like, goddamn, really sucks that like Hector's dead. Yeah. Season three, like when I rewatched season three, that was one thing I forgot. Oh, like, he was. Dolores crushed his control unit. Like he's <laughs> done. No. Uh, he is done. Ah, uh, yeah. And like it was just a fuck you to Maeve. She had the opportunity to kill Maeve then and there. Chose to kill Hector instead. Um, Jeez. Brutal, just brutal shit. But uh, moves. The new Maeve out of the way, you know. Just, yeah, yeah. Just the whole like same it, shit. Like... And, uh, as he's talking this shit, Maeve goes ahead and gives him one through the dome, and she's like, "I'm sorry, darling. Like, uh, mm-hmm. this isn't your fault, but we've got places to be." Uh, shoots her, and they sneak into the Undertaker's truck and infiltrate the underground hub, or so they think. Uh, but Maeve quickly realizes, upon being down there, that something is wrong with the level. There's no map of it. There's there's something different about this place, and then a security alarm goes off. And the security guards jogging and are like, it's not safe. And I was like, damn, are they really doing this already? Like, was it, like, mm. orchestrated to happen like this? Like, is this the setup that they wanted? Like, it feels weird to just go ahead and pull trigger on the first night. But, uh, and then, you know, as it plays out, you start to, you start to realize 
okay. Uh, they were uh, recreating the events of the Westworld Massacre, and uh, that's so sick. Mm. That is so sick. Like, like Dolores, or Maeve was, Caleb was like, Dolores? And then Maeve's like, I believe she was going by Wyatt by now, darling. Yes, yeah, know, at this was stage. Like, which was, it, it, like, it is, I don't think it was just strictly fan service why they're, like, repeating the story. I think it's, like, there's something there, you know, just whether it's to show how twisted the people are, you know, and, like, how they're just falling suit into exactly, you know, what they're supposed to be. It, mm-hmm. it, and that's all it is that, you know, that's cool. But I don't, I don't know, maybe if there is some deeper meaning and like, oh, that was the thing is that I was like, oh shit! As soon as I realized that humans weren't getting shot, uh, like they were just fine. Uh, I guess this is the first park in America, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. like, people and would have heard of that as States. just yeah, it would have just been a distant like massacre that happened in Europe or wherever the other or on an island, wherever an island off the coast is. of China. Yeah. Oh okay. Um, so yeah, pe- rich assholes in America, they'd be like, oh. Okay, but it's here now, and we could play that. Yeah, I can. Please. I definitely see that. Oh, dude, that's so sad. Oh, dude, it's pathetic. Um, but uh, you know, she realizes the entire level is the secret game that that chick was talking about—the Westworld massacre—and Maeve discovers the entrance to the actual lower level they need to get to, and uh, but not before Deborah, being the goddamn rich psychopath she is, just opens fire because you know, fair enough. Uh, she wouldn't expect that anyone who's uh, sentient would actually get shot. You know, like that's humans can't die. I can just shoot my gun wherever I want. Oh, well, you shot Maeve and we really can't have that because she can get killed by these bullets. And uh, I was like, fuck. Uh, yeah, like Caleb went down just because he thought he got shot. But then he's like, oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, uh, I'm fine. <laughs> Sorry, Maeve. Uh, but, uh, you know she declares that the whole experience was cathartic Deborah, which implies it's not like straight straightforward but it implies that she is getting a sense of like closure from this sort of thing like it's 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 fixing something that ails her like uh or it could just be like man i love killing bastards in a way that's safe uh well, I guess she could have. Every, the whole world would have been pissed at AI or whatever you want to call it. Like right, right. after, you know, right because they'd be like, "Oh, dang, my whole life was decided by AI." Like by Hope. everyone's pissed off. They're riding in the streets. That's true. That's so true. like, they're definitely any chance they can get to kill hosts. I feel like is the closest thing that they have to like, you know, right? Yeah, let, that's fair. They're letting off steam in their world, I guess. Um, the closest thing they can have to to kill in Rehoboam, I don't know. Or, but yeah, it is a it is twisted, but it makes sense. It does make sense. Yeah, I was uh, giving him a little too much credit at at the beginning, and then I literally didn't even realize there was a rich asshole in the park on camera that we saw literally be like, "This is cathar." Like she, like yeah. li- it was literally there. Yeah, don't don't have to infer really, but. Um, uh... Caleb uh, seems a little eager to jump back into soldier mode. You know, he uh, he picks up the gun. It's like, I'll cover you. Get to the elevator. Uh, 
and you know he he sprays a little bit and lets uh, let some let some of the he kills Dolores the Dolores equivalent uh, and falls into Teddy's arms and you you see them kind of like uh, sit there for a second and you're like oh my god it's really just all the same mm-hmm. uh, but uh, in a very uh, tense uh, ride down in this elevator. Uh, he repairs Maeve's shoulder, and like I looked at Emily and was like, "They fucked, right?" And she was like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "Is there not just like a, an extremely palpable sexual tension that exists between them?" Like, I think right at the end of season three, right there, on top of that bridge, you can be whoever the fuck you want, and they were like, "All right, yeah, I know what I want." Right there, right there, right then. Um, I'm. I'm putting that down. I bet. I bet we see that. I bet it. It, it goes back to that moment, and, and then it plays out just a little longer, and then and then maybe they they start to walk. I think they walk off. You know that that's what it leaves you with. But then maybe they both look back, and they're like, "No, no, this bring it in, baby. <laughs> you just um, saved my fucking life. Now it's time to kiss." Let's see. Um. um yeah. I mean, but, uh, or or regardless, they've fucked. Is a safe been, assumption. There's been I think. some sort of connection here uh, that's been formed. But uh, on the next level, they discover a series of hidden labs run by those creepy, faceless hosts uh, that we've seen in the past. Um, <laughs> uh, and they're they're infecting flies with that black goo, ex- the same the same goo that we watch ooze out of Anastasia after she was shot in the barn in episode two. And Caleb, you know, comments. Seems familiar, does it not? Mm. Uh, you know, we've we've seen this before, and as soon as Caleb comes near the fly farm, they begin to congregate on the glass in front of him. Uh, they were is... ready to get themselves. They're attracted to humans. Oh yeah, like they're uh, going to release. They're just yeah. going to release a swarm over the whole world. No, they're just flies. Who suspects flies? But then, how do they get the black goo into everybody? Or do they need to get the black goo in there? The black goo is in the flies. But then why does Anastasia have black goo in her head? Like do, the, said, do the flies, flies turn flies, into black goo? I think they. I think it's some sort of like they've developed some sort of like nanotechnology sort I guess of thing. It is like a virus. Can, Caleb said, "Yeah, it takes yeah. over your brain and just melts it into into the blood." But then what? I take it more as like a parasitic sort oh, of relationship. Fuck. Maybe, yeah, 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 yeah. The black goo. They so if it if the flies go in, it turns into black goo. The little jars they have are just the dead hosts' black goo that they're reusing to to infect more flies. Um, to go into more people to get more black goo to infect. So they're they're waiting until they have enough black goo. They're growing the population of the flies until it is large enough. To kill everyone, so that's the time. That's you know that's they're they're getting the bomb ready, basically. Until they have mm. enough fly population to kill everyone, they're not going to send it out. They're just going to get what they need, scrape by. Don't make any big moves yet, you know. Until you can make the biggest move, and then whop them all. The big big move. And that's okay. what the that's what the you. tower really is. It's just a fly. Just a shit ton of flies being bred, just a nest, and and they're going to be sent out. Damn man, damn. 
I, I, I'm with you there. I'm with you. But, uh, yeah, when, when Maeve sees that the flies are attracted to Caleb, you know, she says they seem to like you. And, uh, before they can determine what that means, she hears a harmonic tone that he cannot hear. Mm. And she, she follows it into another section of the lab. Uh, and, you know, like you said, this, this seems to be the same sound that, that, uh, that, that houseless man might have, uh, been talking about uh, mm, it's such a weird birds. noise too wham, wham, very specific wham, wham. like four and you like didn't didn't Zach you point Miller. it out in uh yeah no. didn't you point it out in uh he's been telling us all along didn't you point it out in the uh the last episode whenever uh oh that there was some sort of humming that we heard in relevance to the senator and his wife. Really? Did I, I say think, that? I think you, you pointed something <clears throat> out about it, and I was like, uh, oh, I didn't even catch it. Um, really? Yeah, but... Uh, Am I? Who knows? In, like, whenever... What part of they're the episode? At, like, whenever they're walking in to see uh, the stables... In episode two, they're walking towards the beginning. Okay, wherever she's like carving open the horses and stuff. Oh, I think it was. I think I said it said like fly whooshes by or something like that. Maybe not a mm-hmm. hum. Maybe it was it was a fly or something like that. Um, but yeah, it was it's like right around here. So it's whenever they walked in and find her like carving up the horses mm-hmm. yeah um. oh anastasia, anastasia is hum- humming is she yeah. humming like hmm, hmm, hmm. Yeah, it'll be interesting if she hums like the mm. the uh the tone or whatever you want to call it. i don't know but it has a very distinct Okay, yeah, there is a little bit of ominous music playing. A little bit of... She's definitely humming just like it. Okay, yeah. 100%. There's something there. Yeah, there's something there then. Um, but... Yeah, it ju- back in just the- like it. Oh, shoot. Yeah, I can't wait to see what that is. Oh, shoot. So... And it's like the pause is in between. It makes like the huh, 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 and then just stop for like 10 seconds. And then again. And then stop for 10 seconds. Mm, and she's doing okay. it like right on beat. All right, all right. That's that's okay. We shall see what the fuck that means then. I guess it's the control mechanism, but how it's emitting from seemingly a computer world into... Our ours, I have no idea. The flies are uh, it's the wings that resonate at a frequency. Mm. I don't know. Um, maybe it's in the flies. Um, maybe it is somehow. In the flies. Somehow they have then, little you know. speakers because like they're they make them. They're made. Those aren't real flies. Yeah. Those are host flies. Yeah, exactly. They could just be. They could be built with a fucking speaker that emits that noise. Um. Oh. Nevertheless. 
uh, while uh, while Caleb's been in the park with Maeve, we, we we're cutting back to the to the the old abode of his with his daughter and uh, wife, and we see Carver, played by Manny Montana, who was supposed to be helping Caleb's family go into hiding. Uh, you know, he's been uh, he's been a tad replaced, uh, just just a bit. And uh, Frankie discovers the body of the real Carver, and it's like, oh, shit, okay, yeah, we gotta go. But the thing that tips her off earlier is uh, the interaction where he said, I'll go train, uh, I'll go train Bear Bear, you know, I'll show him my best kick-punch combo. And then when she comes back up, uh, he's like, she's like, show me the move. And he goes, what move? So it happened in between there. Like, they came by replaced his ass and got moving mm-hmm. like it happened in that time frame yeah his which body was left was just, right there yeah like yeah i was so concerned that at some point when like uade's getting into the safe to get the gun that she would close the safe and you know like uade would be standing there mm-hmm. like uh another another version of her would be standing there waiting like oh my god i i pray that doesn't happen to her but uh Mm-hmm. You know, he discovers the body of the real Carver, and he runs to Uwade and is like, uh, uh, "I, I." She, she shows him the blood. Uh, Carver's not to be trusted and stuff. And uh, she says, "I've been trained for this. I can help." Another thing that just makes me go, "Yeah, that's a little revolutionary in the making." Come on now, come on now. Uh, but she says, "This is not a game. You need to go hide." And all suspicions now that we might have had about the realness of Uwade and Frankie must be dispelled. Yeah. No, they're real. These are these are real humans, real connections that Caleb has formed. Very glad to find that out for sure. I, I was already believing in it, but like there were times where I was like afraid. Mm. I was like yeah. oh no. Oh no. But uh <clears throat> yeah, no, these, they're are, real. these are real people. They're real. Yeah. I mean but, uh, Carver they do have a host of the daughter. Yeah, but Uwade probably wouldn't have been so. But they don't. Keen on like, they don't. If they don't know, then they're just going to act like normal humans, you know. Right. Right. But then, what's the purpose of them being hosts? To, like to control Caleb the whole time and keep him. But they even found then that they couldn't. That's why Carver had to be deployed here. I think. But like. What I'm saying is, like, seven years ago, they needed to keep Caleb down and whatever, so they just made him a wife and a kid. You know, I'm I'm thinking of the only, like, possibility of them being fake. I don't really think they're fake. I'm just trying to find any, like, hole or any storyline where, like, it makes sense for them to be a host. I um, don't think – I don't think they are. I think they're – I think they are – like I can't even think of a reason that it would make sense. How do they have a copy of the daughter though? Like how has she been to a Westworld park? Like how do they have no, her just kind of like the, I think that's how do they I do I think that? they're beyond that at this point. Damn. Um they just have everyone. How they have Carver. Yeah. It's pro- oh, I don't oh man. Yeah, how do they have it? They have, they just have everyone. The vice president, I guess he probably could have been to a park, realistically though. Um, yeah, but regardless, um, 
you know, Carver searching the house, and this is one of those scenes that the tension is just absolutely building in. Like, I'm on the edge of my fucking seat. I'm nervous as all hell. Uh, and he discovers Frankie in the closet. <laughs> and uh, we cut we cut away at that point, and it's like, oh, fuck, what's going to happen there? And then back in the lab, Maeve and Caleb discover a bank of monitors observing test subjects for a project titled Chrysalis and a large tower-like device creating the harmonic tone she has been hearing. Uh, and uh, the subjects are controlled by the sound, and uh, we see Jim Navarro from the Justice Department uh, from last episode is amongst them. Uh, and uh, Maeve tries to unlock their cells but can't break the encryption, and the sound compels them to build up these blocks, throw them off the table, pick up that gun, and put a bullet in their head. And I don't know that we've ever gotten such a graphic, plain, on-screen portrayal of a person shooting themselves in the head. I was like, oh, no cutaway there. I feel like there almost should have been a trigger warning for this. It Um, was kind of intense, and then they went right back to it. And, like, zoomed in oh. and showed the entry wound of, you know. And like, yeah, obviously. it was like, oh, wow. It, yeah, I was I just didn't, into, I like, every time they've either, either used, like, a silhouette or they didn't show the person's face, they showed them from behind. Nah, you watch this dude put a bullet in his head. And I was like, maybe oh, it's a jarring. Maybe it's a primer to what's to come. Like, it's like, you think this is bad. Just wait. Well, because um, it, it um, certainly did the job. Because now I'm on the edge of my seat. Because last we saw, you know, Carver was just in front of Frankie. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a. Uh, there's no confirmation that that's not actually Frankie yet. It could have been a time jump. They have Frankie mm-hmm. now. They've got her infiltrated mm-hmm. and stuff. And uh, you know, uh, we see Frankie. And Caleb runs to find her, and, you know, that, that scene of watching that dude put a bullet in his head really made you go, oh, oh God, oh, fuck. Shit. Yeah. Because uh, I was like, no way they do that, even if you know, this kid is a robot. I was wondering why the blocks. You know, why the blocks first? You know, I was wondering, like, there's no point. Why not just have him pick up the gun and boom? You know, that that's all they're, all they're wanting. But it's just to build the suspense, just to have mm-hmm. Caleb's daughter go in and build the blocks and make you realize One like at a time. yeah it's it's just to build it up you know and and i was like oh fuck that i Yo, like, and i was like fuck be... you guys after that like after i'm like there's no point for those you just did it so that we get more and more worried and fuck with our hearts Man, anymore. and like ugh. this might be the single best piece of acting aaron paul has Dude, ever done in his life they're getting a nice performance out of him like this is oh man him being like frankie no please please no Maeve. and then like oh like every God. like yeah like screaming for mave and oh man yeah man i was like i got i've got chills right now just thinking about it that man killed that shit yeah. and uh you uh, know just in time just in the nick of the time she manages to get the cell open in time uh but realizes something is wrong when she sees uh when she runs up to Caleb and sees Frankie for the first time. She's like, Oh no. Yep. That's not a human. Uh, and, uh, I kind of had that suspicion after 
this was a thing in the trailer for the show that uh, mm. if you watched the trailer and then watched the season one premiere, you kind of went, oh, what the fuck? Like, it felt like spoilery territory because they show Caleb's daughter's face opening up and flies falling out of it in the trailer for the season. What? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dang. I don't remember that. Yeah, so I, don't know I was if like. I watched that trailer or not i I, I never did i didn't until Mm. like after i watched the second episode or something like that because i was like all right i feel like we've probably seen enough now um but then i saw that and i was like excuse me wow uh but luckily devoid of context you know we see that frankie is in fact still alive it was just a duplicate of her in order to trap caleb so like it is a they did twist it on you, but it was more. It was probably more than we needed to see. If I'm if I'm being for real about a trailer, um, but uh, you know she manages. So they knew, uh, like the, this has been an elaborate trap. Like oh, to get. I mean, they invited them to the park and knew this would probably be what their impulse was. Wow, how. So what's is Dolores's plan with them just to like kill them? Ideally, or it's probably it's probably a similar thing she plans to do to. Uh... Oh, I don't know because she she made him have the flies inside of him. So maybe it's like a shit, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what her intentions could possibly be with them, uh, especially specifically Caleb. Maybe it would make sense for her to just want to kill. Um, like yeah. you're a pain in my ass. I don't have any purpose for you beyond you fighting me. So, bye. Um. Hmm. But uh, be- before she can get to Caleb and tell tell him that she's discovered that Frankie is not in fact Frankie, uh, she's stopped by the Man in Black, or as this Entertainment Weekly uh, article notes him, the Host in Black. Ooh. Um, I like that. Yeah, I was like, that's hard. That's hard. I, I like that. that. Uh, he says uh, he says he's been looking forward to this, and she replies that uh, she's not yet tired of getting your ass kicked by me. He that he should. He's like, like, what the hell, man? You ready? You really ready to get your ass kicked again? And then you know she kicks his ass, and uh, she shoots him and runs off to get Caleb. And you know, like she got his ass. She put him down, but is once again stopped. By the host in black, who tells her he's not quite the man he used to be. And I was like, yes, now Maeve knows the man in black, William, is not the man in black, William. Well, that uh, wasn't the same body, though. No, no, it was not. It was a, that was another, that was another. Now, there's a question that arises from this, and it's how many are there? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if there's, like, 50. Oh, yeah. Like, just on standby. Or, like, out in the world doing stuff. Well, Conducting business. I guess a famous person like that can't really have himself seen in multiple locations at once, probably. I don't know. Um, but they got backups, just in case. But it was very, like... It, they, I think it was made kind of, kind of obvious that, that that wasn't the same body at all. Like, 
it's just he they're treating them as like disposable and like kind of like an agent in in the matrix mm-hmm. sort of sort of thing i feel yeah um it, you know the thing the funny thing is is that they can choose any body they want like it doesn't matter like they don't oh, yeah. have to be I've, having I've williams like Man, you know, I thought about that. Like, why black. not use young William sort of thing? Like, mm-hmm. uh, like if he can choose whatever body he wants, but it's so Ed Harris can cash a, te- cash oh, a check. 100%. Uh, which and, is, which is just, you know, I I'd love rather that. It be so, that like, way. I don't know. I'd rather, oh, it be I would rather way. be Ed Harris no matter what. That's, yeah. that's the, that's the dude right there. But, uh, yeah, that was, I loved that because Maeve's like, oh, fuck, you are a host. Um, <laughs> what have they done? You know, like, uh, what else have they done? And uh, Frankie Frankie tells her father as she grips his forearms that he can't leave. She wants you to stay. All she needed was you. And uh, we flash back to the closet at Caleb's house. And uh, Frankie shoots Carver in the eye with her BB gun. And uh, he's like, oh, did you really think that little gun was going to... He gets his brain blown out. Um with the real gun from the safe and Uwade grabs Frankie and they run out into the night and I was like oh thank god that was the only thing I was concerned about you know like Mm. the tension being built was oh god did they kill Frankie and turn her into a host nah they just already had host Frankie on standby um yeah that uh, was nice to see him running away um yes yes for sure and I think the line earlier in the episode of like um, but what if we're not home whenever daddy comes home, whatever. And then she was like, well, he will find us. He's like, well, why? He's like, well, there's nothing that's going to stop him from not. And yeah, man, so like, I th- it's and either, I don't know. I, I love this little family, man. Like, I'm glad, I'm glad they're real and I'm glad they're like, cause I'm like, I wanted it to be true. And I'm so glad that we're getting semi mostly confirmation that it is like, yeah. I guess it's still a possibility, but much less a possibility than it's ever been. Um, and uh, in the lab, Caleb realizes, you know, you're not Frankie, as she as she grips his arms and opens her face, releasing a swarm of flies that crawl into his ears and eyes, and nope. we cut to black on a horrified Caleb with flies all over him. And nope. Man, I love this show. I love, love, love this show. Mm. Yeah, that, this is, uh, ah, what a wit. Just a new fear. Like, I just, I, I never thought of flies as scary ever. And now, I don't know. I don't like it. I shall never view them the same. Mm. Shall we, uh, rate this episode? I think we shall. This one? Hey, man. I think, uh, I think we might have our first five enjoyment for an episode. Yeah. Like, that episode ended, and I was like, Whoa. okay. That's what I love about Westworld, yeah. man. Like, that's that shit right there. Yeah. Uh, was... For those joining us for the first time, <clears throat> Weird Spot, <clears throat> Episode 3. Go back and check out Episodes 1 and 2. Uh, we have the Penny Bloom rating system, which consists of three ratings out of five stars. We have enjoyment, just how much the episode connected with us, how much we enjoyed that feeling uh, as it fulfills its genre, which, again, probably did pretty fucking well here. And uh, as it was critically... Uh, all around filmmaking, acting, score, all that, all that goes into that rating. Um, but with that, we gave this one a five out of five in enjoyment. How about we get onto the genre now? Mm. And oh, is sci-fi this, horror? Yeah. All right. You know, uh, 
is this a genre per episode or just genre as Westworld is a show as tell you know for television or both? I think it's I think it's kind of a combination. Like it is it is sci-fi in general, but the fact that it had the horror tinge to it is important, and I think it does enhance it. Oh, um, it is. I liked it. Yeah, it was a it was a nice addition. It, it wasn't just like oh they just did this to do it, you know. It, it didn't feel forced necessarily. Like it felt real because like these situations would be pretty freaking scary. Like, and it, man, I think this is another five out of five as far as the genre is concerned. We have Bernard's entire thing dude. with the uh, oh, with yeah. the sublime and becoming a god, basically knowing all the different possibilities and how things are going to play out. We have we got a revolutionary the, cause trying little, to save humanity. Little sprinkles from, of freaking flies mm. that infect people and control them with this noise from a tower that we, we now got, saw. We got a robot's face. We got a robot's face opening up. A robot replacing a human on the spot in this mm. episode, like seeing the, the whole Westworld massacre play out in story form. Um, this is a five out of five uh, genre wise. Like this is as good a sci-fi episode as they've done, and uh, this might be like it might be one of my favorite fucking episodes of Westworld. Pre- period, dude. Um, HBO television, they are winning, like. I th- I don't know. I whenever I House of Dragon lot. comes out, oh, dude, like I don't never know. lost, bro. It's I am so. This is episode three of eight. Three of eight, man. We're we are only dipping our toes in. We still got so much mm. left. We're halfway next week. Yeah, I man. Critically now, it's pretty fucking good. It's, this is the first one where it's not a five. Um, uh, it's it's solid. I think that within the episode, we we did get a pretty well contained arc hmm. of, you know, what were Maeve and Caleb going to find when they went into Westworld? Well, they found what they found. Uh, Bernard, we leave kind of open ended. You know, they're here to they're here to get the uh, get a weapon. But he's lived a thousand lifetimes in in the span of this episode. Um, the acting, like I said, incredible. You pointed out a score element earlier with the piano version of "Bad Guy" mm. by uh, Billie Eilish, which is cool. Um, it's it's pretty good. It's a pretty good episode of uh, of television. Uh, what what are you, what are you feeling? I'm trying to think if uh, like as a single story like if i liked it more than episodes one and two um or like if i put this on i i feel like this is i don't know if it's the best made episode of the season i think it's my favorite of the season so far as far as like watching you know watching it and enjoying it yeah i think so too i I, i'm with you there i think that i still think episode one's probably our peak filmmaking wise uh and uh storytelling wise i think that's still that's still the standard the episode the the series is set however i think that the tension they built in this episode cannot be understated Mm -hmm. that's a uh that's a massive plus in the corner of this episode i'd say this is uh better than last week not quite what episode one was and a four a four seven uh, four six five. That that kind of range feels right to me. Maybe just, um, yeah, four seven flat. Maybe, 
gives the whole episode a 4-9. Um, it's a damn good episode of television. Yeah. I mean, that that's a godfather. <laughs> you know? That's a... Yeah, right. Well, 4-9 on the film, at least for Godfather. But on average-wise, it ties with Forrest Gump, obviously, uh, this episode. It's such a fitting uh, comparison to make. Um, of course, above yes. If, uh, King, when it comes yeah. to episodes of television, and obviously we rate episodes of television a little bit differently than we rate movies. Yeah. Um, not quite an interstellar, um, not quite a slumdog millionaire, but but a little bit better than a Jaws or a King Kong. You know, that, that's how I would put it on a normal on a, on a, on a on a Monday. That's how I describe this episode. No, I'd do it, um, but. Uh, <laughs> Man, so a 4.9 out of 5 stars is close to perfect as an episode can get when it comes to TV. I think that might be amongst our highest rated episodes of television ever as as we've done it. Um, Obi-Wan finale, the, the episode before that. Um, so the last two episodes of Kenobi are a little higher. Uh, the 4, 9, 5, and 5. Uh, we gave the finale of a Kenobi a 5. Mm. Um, Moon Knight. And uh, Moon Knight the tomb episode. almost did it, but then the second to last episode was a four nine five asylum. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah. I guess that makes me feel good. We still got room to elevate. What's the state of the world prediction now? I okay, think well, it's I've got split. A few different times. I think yeah, it's split yeah. between the times. So the state of the world um, as it pertains to Bernard. Closer to ruin. Than uh, than it is in Maeve and Caleb's time. Closer to ruin. So you, I am, I am of the boat that the whole world humans don't have much. They don't have much at all. Um, they got this desert in this little diner. That's all we know, and this secret base in the middle of the desert. That's the condemned lands. That's, you know, th- this is all humans got. I, I feel right. and, and but like and why, a, what, how, how, why would there just be some random little fucking diner if that's all they have? That can't be it. Okay, fair. And if this is all of humanity that's left, they don't have a shot. Really? I guess they got Bernard now, though. They got Bernard yeah, now, but, like, but then you have to repopulate more. the whole planet again. Like, I don't think they're going that far. Unless, like, um, all of humanity is trapped in, like, and they can get them out somehow. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and these are the only non-infected. Okay. Maybe. I'm, I asked, okay, yeah. So I'm, I'm going, like, pretty much whole world takeover. Um... And the humans that we're seeing are just the non-infected ones. I feel you. And then, are you going just... I'm still surface level Maeve and Caleb. Like, as they present it, it's not normal anymore because of the robots that do exist, but as normal as this reality can be. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then what about Christine? Uh, Christina doesn't exist in the physical world. I'm still there. It's still some sort of simulation. Um, 
now where that simulation is, I could not tell you. That's yeah. that's where I'm lost. <laughs> that's all we know. Yeah, it's... Hmm. And, okay. What... If that little, you know, next episode trailer, if that Rehoboam scene happens in this episode, the destruction of Rehoboam, why do you think they're destroying it in the first place? I think I would think that's a part of a flashback with Caleb and Maeve uh, Ooh. taking destruction to whatever they whatever they did in the last seven years that has led them to where they're at. You know, like we have a we have a mention in this episode of uh, you know uh, Caleb saying like you saved my life once it's time I repaid the favor. You know, like uh, and we did see her save his life in season three, but there's a flashback in the first episode that we did not see in season three where he's like bleeding out and uh, somehow he's fine. That didn't, that wasn't in season three. That's, I that's something that it, happened yeah. since then. Dude, Rehoboam would have definitely been destroyed right away. Humanity mm-hmm. would have been like, oh, we're coming for you. Like, yeah, exactly. they would have gone straight there. I was thinking kind of like it might have still been existing for a little bit somehow and, and nobody touched it, mm-hmm. but like that'd be one of the first things to go, I feel. Yeah. Okay, oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. Okay, because um, I was thinking like maybe Bernard was going there somehow in this twenty mm-hmm. years in the future, you know, and it would still be there. But nah, it's not there, and it's it it doesn't last a year. It doesn't last a right. month. It doesn't last a week, a day, really. Yeah. Like, nah. um, okay, that's interesting. Um. Why does she need Caleb? You have to stay. She she only needed you. Why Caleb? That I have no clue on. That is one that I'm just... I'm letting that unfold. I don't even know where to begin with why she might need Caleb. Like, want Caleb to, like, torture him? Sure. Need Caleb? I have no idea. So Bernard is all knowing now. You know he he yeah, he's seen everything. Is it fair to assume mm-hmm. that Dolores did the same thing, or has been doing the same? I thing? I guess she could have. She has multiple consciousnesses. Who's what's to say one of them hasn't just been chilling in the valley beyond the whole Toiling time away in the valley beyond? And that's how she knows everything and how she's, like, taken over. Is that one Christina? The one that's oh. in the Valley Beyond unknowingly but can be accessed at times, maybe? Yeah, man, I don't fucking know. I don't fucking know, man. I I only leave every episode with more questions, you know. I, I'm I, yeah, it, it, they yeah. never really answer them. Is the thing um, usually a, a lot of them are answered at once in a big reveal. So we just we just haven't had that yeah, big exactly. big reveal yet. 
Hey, um, and I'm okay with that. Yeah. I love being in no, the dark, no, especially yeah. with this show, man. Oh, it's such a the, it's the such a better way I to watch the show. Things... Yeah, week by week. Like, oh yeah, the more I can not put things together, the more exciting it is when it does come together. Like, oh, yeah. that's just that's just how this works. We have this just intertangled web of things, and all of a sudden, it's just going to become like crystal it's clear, cacophony. and they just like psh, all come together so clean. You're going to be like, <gasps> when the light bulb clicks, it's like, oh, that feeling. Like, oh, it's the best. It's the best. Mm. But yeah, with that, Anne Full comes to a 4.9 out of 5 stars Sheesh. on the Penny Bloom scale. Uh, if you would, head to patreon.com slash Bloom where you'll find over 24 hours of exclusive content. All that money goes back into making sure I can put this podcast on. Costs money and I don't make any off of it unless it's over there. So that is greatly appreciated. I'm starting to do some book reviews and... Uh, uh, comp, my my weekly comic book pull list I'm going to start putting up every week uh, putting up an episode with a review I'm reading a lot more Star Wars books these days uh, this week I've I've started engaging in the Star Wars High Republic era so uh, I just finished Star Wars Light of the Jedi so that review will be up on Thursday along with my pull list for the week in relevance to you know Marvel and DC and Dark Horse Comics so always always head over there and check it out um, head to Twitter, follow at Penny Bloom Pod, follow on Instagram at Penny Bloom Podcast. Leave a five star rate and review wherever you might be listening, and make sure if you're a Westworld fan and know other Westworld fans that you're showing this podcast to other Westworld fans. We really appreciate that. Um, if you're fucking with me and Joe, we're doing our 52 year journey through film currently, and uh, you know Westworld's all about questioning your reality and uh, uh, all that that's put before you. And this Friday. Uh, we, we reach 1998, which is The Truman Show. Uh, that's that's the show. That's the episode coming out this week. So you can make, be sure to go check that out on Friday, July 15th. Uh, next Friday, we got The Matrix. So I just know you sci-fi fans are going to fucking love that. Um, and with that, we'll be finishing up the 90s. So we only got a couple weeks left in the 90s before we reach the aughts. So uh, be sure to go check that out. As I said, I was Colton Robertson. I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It is always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it is always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom, and these violent delights have violent ends. <laughs>